Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as on Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to Now Hear This Entertainment on at least a half dozen apps at nhte.net. In addition to what's listed there, the show is also on the likes of Overcast, Himalaya, Podcoin, Player FM, and more. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who just sang at the Grand Ole Opry. She has been hosting a weekly online web concert for five years. She's heading out on the road this summer to tour with another singer-songwriter from Nashville, and she has another tour immediately after that as well. She is also a repeat guest on NHTE, having previously been on this show four years ago on episode 58. You've been hearing a song of hers entitled, Where Is Everybody? It's my pleasure to welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, Auburn. Hey, Bruce. Hello, my friend. Good to be back. Yeah, thanks for making time for this. Absolutely, my pleasure. Well, let's start off, of course, by having you tell the listeners about the song of yours that we were just playing called Where Is Everybody? Yes, um, Where Is Everybody was actually uh, inspired by the very first episode of The Twilight Zone. Mm. In fact, uh, it's one of two Twilight Zone songs on uh, my, my newest EP. I wrote it with Jason Roberts and uh, a few few years ago, actually, um, and just recently recorded it with... Uh, Josh Salazar of uh, Tango Sound Studios. Yeah, I've no, I've no, and I've known Josh for since I've been in Nashville. He was one of my first friends here. So, when you say it was inspired by the first episode of The Twilight Zone, are we talking mm-hmm. like the Twilight Zone that predates you and I, like the yes. old <laughs> old Twilight Zone? Wow. Uh-huh. So you're watching an episode of you're watching the first ever episode of The Twilight Zone, and it inspires a song. Yeah, well, I actually, um, I, I, my, I had a goal that I wanted to do, like a Twilight Zone concept album. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I ended up writing about five or six, uh, Twilight Zone inspired songs, in, each inspired by a different episode. I was just gonna say, how many episodes did it take you to watch to to get enough inspiration to write that many songs? Oh, they have a lot of episodes. <laughs> And a lot of them, most of them are on Netflix. There's only one season that's not on Netflix. Okay, but answer me this, though. Is it different watching a show because you know you want to derive inspiration to write a song versus just watching it the way any average Joe TV watcher would? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, because I usually will take notes. And um, I'll be like, oh, that's a really cool line that, you know, I can maybe like twist a little bit to make it rhyme with something else or, you know, yeah, (laughs) absolutely different than than just watching. Wow. And is it a case of I need to watch it alone? Is it I'm going to co-write these songs with other people? So I want them to watch the episodes with me or it doesn't matter. What, What does that look like? 
Well, with that, uh, that project, we actually, I, I booked a bunch of co-writes and had them choose which episode they wanted to watch with me. And we, we actually watched the episode and then, well, and took notes and then wrote the song right afterwards. Cause the episodes are only like 20 minutes long. Wow. Wow. That's really So neat. it was part of the writing session. Is it just me? Is, is this pretty unique or is it, oh gosh, Bruce, there's all kinds of people in Nashville that are watching shows together and writing songs inspired by what they're seeing. I don't know anybody else who does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty neat. Hats off yeah. to you. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so check this out, listeners. Two weeks ago on episode 272 of Now Hear This Entertainment, my guest was Whitney Doucette, who had been on the show four years ago on NHTE episode 59. And one week before that on episode 58 was Auburn. Then last week... On the show, you heard Holly Tucker say that she would love to one day sing at the Grand Ole Opry, and lo and behold, I just had to follow up this week by bringing Auburn back, because you guessed it, she just sang at the Grand Ole Opry. Auburn, how cool. Tell the listeners what that was all about and how awesome I'm sure it was. Yeah, it was actually a a private event. Um, my, My good friend Stevie Ray Stevens was actually the one who got hired to play the show and she hired uh eight of her friends me included to play the show with her and so we all we all got to to play we we sang together we we rehearsed for over a month Mm. um like every sunday for over a month maybe like almost closer to two months and um so we all learned each other's songs it was all original music except for two cover songs wow yeah and and uh, we all Got to you know hang out da- backstage. I, I actually did a couple of Periscope broadcasts from backstage, so you could see kind of like the all the dressing rooms and all of that, and and what it's like in the artist entrance. And okay, I have lots of follow up questions that are rushing into my head. So for openers, <laughs> go for it. Did you get to do your own original songs, or you were just performing with her on her original songs? No, no, no. We all did our own original songs and mm. sang along with each other. Outstanding. Outstanding. So this was a private event. Mm -hmm. And there were approximately how many people there? Uh, Probably about a hundred or two. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody was set up um, on the actual stage. So there, they, um, when they had people come in, they had the curtain down, and we were all in place on the stage. Mm. Um, but the rest of the stage was set up with tables and food and a bar in the back of on the stage. Okay. And so we were off to, like, one side of the stage. But so were you mm-hmm. always on the stage performing the entire time? And it's, well, sometimes yes. I was stepping forward and doing my own songs, and other times I was complimenting someone else's song. With yeah, background well, vocals we were or we were all on stage at the same time, um, and we were all on like stools. We we're all seated okay. Okay. Um, in a row. Well, for the benefit yeah. of those who are listening that are performers themselves, I'm always stressing that every show you have to give it your all. You always have to act like it's mm-hmm. your first show, your last show, and your only show. However, is there a However, is it because I I picked up on the fact that you said we rehearsed for a month for the Grand Ole Opry? Well, maybe even two months, Bruce. And I thought, well, it's because it's the Grand Ole Opry. You better rehearse that much. You've got to give it, uh oh. And then I started editing my own thoughts and thinking, 
maybe you do prepare a little bit more for the Grand Ole Opry than you do for every other show you do. Is is that okay? Um, I mean, yeah, for something like that, when it's when you're working with so many other people, you, you typically need more rehearsal, especially if you're going to sing together and play together. Mm. When you're doing your own stuff that you do all the time, every show is basically an extra rehearsal. Okay. Because you're you're still you're doing all your your own stuff over and over and over again. Okay. And you know I I feel like a lot of times with my own stuff I don't necessarily need rehearsal, but if I'm playing or singing with somebody else, I definitely do. Well, and similarly, you want other people who are going to perform on your original songs to bring their best to your songs. So I get that. Of course. You know, they they probably mm-hmm. aren't familiar with your songs or not as familiar with your songs as they are obviously of their originals. So, okay, that, that makes sense. That's, that's a really good explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I just want to get back to the song that we played at the beginning, Where Is Everybody? Tell the listeners what you did in terms of releasing what is your latest EP, which, by the way, listeners, that song is from. Yeah, um, well, that right now, I, I didn't do a whole lot of promotion for it. Um, I'm mostly doing it almost as a pre-release on my website and on Bandcamp only um, for the moment until um, I actually do a proper release on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. And I actually, I, I know of a, a few people who, who are basically doing that with their own stuff is having it as a pre-release because when people buy it off your own website and Bandcamp, they make a lot more uh, because they don't have anything taken from the percentage of it as you do with Spotify and iTunes and all of that. So is that the sole reason for doing it that way? Or is it, you know, it does take some time before it starts showing up on iTunes and showing up on Spotify and all the others. So in the mean, or, or is it maybe I'm old fashioned and I like to drive web traffic? Just kind of what are some of the reasons around that? Because I get what you're saying, that you get to mm-hmm. keep 100% of the proceeds but at the same time, somebody might argue iTunes is everywhere, Spotify is everywhere, people are going to be more aware of those than your website unless it is you promoting it specifically. So just kind of dig a little deeper on this, if you would. Well, I I originally released it to my Patreon patrons and wanted it mostly for them. And um, so they get it before anybody else. And um, I told them all that I was going to release it on my website and everything um, there are there are other more kind of private reasons that I didn't release it on iTunes yet because I am still under a contract that I'm not sure that I'm allowed to release uh, it on iTunes and okay. all of that quite okay. yet. So there are other reasons as well. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still though I I, I I like it because I'm I am old fashioned and I still believe in driving web traffic. That's why as happy as mm-hmm. I am to tell people to listen to this show on iTunes, on Spotify, on a whole list of other podcast apps, I'm always sure to tell people, start at nhte.net and go from there. Listen there or click on one of those podcast apps. And so to drive people to your website to say, well, I want to get her new album. And then, oh, by the way, now they see your other music or now they see your upcoming live shows or now they mm-hmm. see your and so on and so on. Uh, I yeah. support that. And, and it does feel exclusive for a while until you turn it loose. So uh, I, I'm going a long way, Auburn, to say well done. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I started this show more than five years ago. The first episode came out on February 17th, 2014, thus this being 
episode 274 since I've never missed a week. Auburn, you're at five years also for your Six. weekly web. Whoa, wow. Yep. Well, tell the listeners all about that in case they never heard episode 58 or all these years later, they've never seen one of those. Tell them what you do and tell them where they can watch those. Yeah. Um, well, I do what's, what I call um, Auburn's Weekly Web Concert. It used to be called Auburn's Music Conversation. But I, yeah, I, I try to be clever with the combining the words and people could never seem to spell it right. And um, But it's now Auburn's Weekly Web Concert. I've been doing it since November of 2012. Wow. So six and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, every week, usually on Wednesdays, every once in a while, I have to move it around. Like last week, I had to move it because of the Grand Old Opry show, um, which I felt was a pretty good reason because <laughs> <laughs> um, it happened to fall at the same time. Um, but I have a different guest artist each week, usually a another singer-songwriter, so I can help support um, other really talented singer-songwriters, and, and we do all original music, taking turns uh, singing original music, and uh, I do like a little interview section in the middle where I choose something random from around the room to use as a quote-unquote microphone, stick it in their face, and then ask them <laughs> questions about themselves, and, and a random question at the end that's just kind of silly, and then we finish off with more original music. Are these all, they ha they have to be in person, meaning the person has to be sitting next to you. They can't be somebody's in Texas and you have them on Zoom or on some sort of video web conferencing, correct? Um, well, in the way that I do it, yes, uh, because I like the interaction where I'm able to sing along with the other person. If you do it online, there's all kinds of lag and you can't really sing along and have it match up right. Well, I'm asking you that question for two reasons. I'm asking you that because, number one, right away there's going to be singer-songwriters listening to this episode who are going to say, well, she needs to have me on. In fact, Bruce needs to have me on. What's his deal? <laughs> uh, but, but secondly, as much as you know, you can't walk down the street in Nashville without bumping into another singer-songwriter, how tough is it to find a guest every week for six and a half years? Well, I've had a few guests on um, you know, every, every couple months or so, um, some of my favorites. Um, but I... I I'm still constantly having new guests on even six years after doing the show. It's really not that difficult if you go out and support other singer songwriters in town, because there are so many writers nights and open mics that you can go to and find somebody who's like really amazing, you know? Nice. Nice. I like that. I, I like the, it was subtle, but <laughs> it's still important, you know, talking about supporting other songwriters. So in other mm -hmm. words, listeners, she's not just going because she's looking for guests. She hopes that people will support her the same way when she's out performing. And, you know, then it just be kind of becomes a, oh, by the way, you know, and then she can talk about her, her web series. So good for you. I, I like that approach. Thanks. Yeah. And, and the website or the website that we do it on, I, I do it on actually multiple websites now. It used to be just on Concert Window. And before that, I was on Stage It. But now it's on Concert Window Periscope, which is also Twitter Live, um, and YouTube, and as of yesterday, also my Facebook page, wow. because I, I broadcast it all through Restream, which allows you to multicast to different websites at the same time. And, and only use, quote unquote, one camera. I'm, I'm saying that yes. with a laugh, because Correct. in March, when I was at PodFest Multimedia Expo in Orlando, somebody mm -hmm. was talking about not obviously a web concert, but 
mm-hmm. live streaming that they were doing and somebody in the audience raised their hand and said, and how are you doing that on all these different platforms? And I kid you not, Auburn, and I kid you not, listeners, with a straight face, because he was being serious, this is how he did it. The guy on stage said, uh, well, I have six different phones that I line up in front of me. Oh, sheesh. And he was serious. So good for yeah, you. that. It. Good for you that you've dived into to the, the technology that does exist in 2019 mm-hmm. to be able to stream across multiple platforms. Yeah, it's not it's not perfect um, because it has a, a chat that it pulls from all the different websites as well. Um, mm. But sometimes some of the chat doesn't show up and everything. And so, you know, that has its issues that they're still ironing out. But for the most part, it works pretty well. It um, There is a a fee, you know, that you have to, uh, like a subscription basically that you pay to have access to like Facebook live or a custom RTMP. And that's every Wednesday night at what time? 8.30 central time. All right. PM. Listeners, of course, with any video that you're recording, the audio is hugely important. Obviously, you might've heard that I launched a new website for all the speaking that I do, speakerbrucew.com. And the video that's on there, I used the Tascam DR10L during those speaking engagements to capture the audio so it could be laid over instead of using camera audio. And what a huge difference that makes. Back on episode 230 of this show, singer, songwriter, guitar player Biebs talked about using Tascam for videos that she was doing too. Last month, Adorama published a piece called The Travel Journalist's Guide to Videography, in which they too recommended the DR10L. Check out all the audio recording solutions at Tascam.com. That's T-A-S-C-A-M.com. Auburn, I've got some follow-up questions on the weekly web concerts. One is, do all those get archived in case people want to go back and watch some past episodes? They do, yes. Um yeah, anywhere that it's been broadcast, actually, except for Concert Window. Concert Window doesn't do archives, but um, Periscope and um, YouTube and now Facebook, yes. Okay. You can find them in any of those places, and they're all at Auburn Music. Wonderful. Okay, because obviously with this show having been fortunate to get listeners from 144 countries around the world, someone is being introduced to you for the first time right now, and they're saying, I'd like to go back and watch and see who are some of these people that she's had on? What does her show look like? So that's good that there's lots and lots for them to pick from. But the other question I want to ask you is, I have been so overwhelmed by the amazing connections that I've been able to make by hosting Now Hear This Entertainment that I probably otherwise wouldn't have been able to make. In case there are musicians listening right now who are toying with the idea of doing something similar to what you're doing what benefits have you found to doing your show every week? Oh, man. Um, well, I get to meet with people in town and, and make, you know, better better connections, better. I get to, like, hang out with them for an hour and a half, which I might not normally get be mm. able to do. And, you know, there's been a bunch of, like, songwriting um, sessions that have happened out of that, as well as, you know, people inviting me onto their shows, ah. uh, you know, when they're doing, like, live shows and everything. And um, because it's an online show, I've, I've started gaining uh, an audience, you know, and, and am able to tour to some of the places that these people are at. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
And for the listeners who are just music fans and are not performers themselves, I want to make sure you understand when Auburn said she gets invited onto some other people's live shows, she doesn't mean web streams that they're doing. She's talking no. about when that person's out performing, they say, yes. hey, you ought to come out a week from tomorrow. I'm playing at this place at this time. I'll have you get up and do three songs or I'll have you get up and do a bunch of songs with me. Yeah, or sing harmony. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Well, in addition to your weekly web concert, you have also started streaming regularly on Periscope and Twitch. So yes. what are you streaming? How often are you doing such? And why did you decide to add this onto your seemingly already full plate? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Periscope I've been doing fairly regularly since September um, of 2018. And I started doing that really when I had Ray Herring on my show um, really more seriously because I started gaining an audience on there and, um, I can do that just from my phone. And I started doing it. I did a, um, a tour up the West coast and anytime I had like a long drive, I would take a break just by like pulling off on the side of the road, wherever it was really nice and it was safe and, um, pulling out my phone and doing like a little broadcast for people just, to show them, you know, how beautiful it was out there and to play a few songs while I was resting and uh, just make, you know, more, more connections and with, with people online and Twitch, I started doing, um, I'm not sure who actually got me into to Twitch, but I've started really watching a lot of people on there. There's some amazing talent on there and like, it's a lot more technologically advanced on Twitch than it is on Periscope. I feel like because people have all these overlays, they've got like pop-ups and they've got like, um, people can have subscriptions to artists that they like, um, once that artist becomes a, an affiliate or I say artist, I mean broadcaster because there's all kinds of different people who broadcast on there. That's mostly, um, a gaming stream, um, website. So there's a lot of gamers on there, but there's also a lot of music on there. There's a lot of, there's like cooking shows. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, same with Periscope, but I feel like, like I said, Twitch is more technologically inclined. Let me do a couple of follow-ups first. Uh, mm -hmm. She mentioned the name Ray Herring. Listeners, you will hear more about who Ray is as this episode goes along, but Ray is a singer-songwriter that's there in Nashville, and you heard Auburn say that Ray is who got Auburn hooked on Periscope because she, meaning Ray, has a very big presence on Periscope. But secondly, I love that you said I would pull over somewhere safe because listeners, I know you had the same picture in your head that I did. <laughs> As Auburn started to tell that story, I was on the West Coast and when I'd have these drives, I thought, oh my gosh, she was live streaming while she was driving. Is that what she's no, no, about no. to say? So <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, what does your business card look like? Does it still have a reference to MySpace on there? Is there outdated information that you cross out? Are you on, for example, four different social media platforms, but you only show two or three of them on your business card? It's as simple as this. The business card that you hand out needs to be updated. 
update it. That's one of the cheaper aspects of your music business, yet an important facet of your operation. Make sure that what you're handing out looks good and is current. And that is today's Bruce's bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Here's the question that I know some of the listeners want me to ask the listeners who are performers themselves, who are aspiring singer-songwriters. You talked about that Restream has a subscription model. And so you do doing... uh, no, Twitch. Oh, oh, well, Twitch, you have to subscribe in order to um, broadcast to like pair, or to Facebook and a custom custom RTMP. But um, Twitch, people can subscribe to your channel. Right. But I want to but I'm talking specifically about restream because subscribe yes. means that it does come at a cost to you. Correct. Correct. OK, so where I'm going with this is I know that those listeners want to know is she coming out in the black on all this? Because if she's doing this every week for six and a half years, and now she's to the point where she's incurring expenses for Restream, we haven't talked about the fact that people can tip Auburn during her weekly web concerts, listeners. So let me have her take over and explain that so you understand that there is an opportunity to put a little extra money in your pocket doing this successfully. Yes. um, and, And the key to all of that really is consistency. Um, because on Periscope, um, it took me a couple months of uh, consistent broadcasting to become a super broadcaster, which means that um, when people give what are called super hearts, um, each super heart is, costs a certain number of stars. And people pay for these super hearts. They, like, they show up on the screen as like sparkly hearts or whatever. But they actually show up in the broadcasters, um, you know, monthly we get paid out from super hearts. And uh, I've, you know, been making a decent amount of, you know, my rent from from that wow. each month because wow. I, I do it regularly and I, I go and I support other people on there. And um, also having music in my username, I've found to be super helpful because ah. when I go on somebody else's stream and I start chatting with everybody, they're like, oh, do you stream? You've got music in your username. Wow. Are you a musician? Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And you're getting to do all this because people can also tip you during your weekly web concert, not just through Periscope and Twitch on on non-web concert days. So I love that Mm -hmm. everything that you're talking about is possible without even leaving the comfort of your own home. Yes. Yeah. And I I put my PayPal link in my um, Facebook uh, stream. I I also on concert window, um, they have uh, tip rewards. So people can tip on concert window and you can set up so that they get specific rewards and stuff. I usually try to make those non-physical rewards. So like, you know, an album download or, or something like that. Which means that she doesn't have to spend the time and the money packing up boxes, going to the post office, incurring shipping expenses, et cetera. So exactly. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing all that. Mm Mm-hmm. Auburn, I mentioned in the intro, you're going to be touring this summer. Fill the listeners in on those plans, meaning 
who's joining you, what the date range is for all this, what types of venues you'll be performing at, and so on. Yes. Um, so July, I will be performing uh, with Ray Herring. We're going to be doing a tour. Um, we're starting in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, going up to Nashville, Indiana, then going up to Michigan. We're still working on our tour on the way back from Michigan. Um, we're, we're hoping to go a little bit further east. Um, and most of them are actually going to be house concerts, and uh, we're playing a winery. And uh, yeah. So mostly house concerts, we're trying for that one. Uh, we'll, we'll probably book some smaller venues. And you recently were posting on social media, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe it's in response to what you just said, planning the way back. Does anyone have a suggestion? Does anyone want to volunteer to host? Right? You're, you're, are you still open to if someone contacts you and says, I live in Delaware, come and play at my house. You're still open to that? Absolutely. Um, we're, we're trying to keep it on, on our route, and I've got like a, a map on my website to show you guys the, kind of the, the general idea of where we're going. And so if you live in one of those areas, for sure contact us. Um, auburnmusic at gmail.com would be great. Um, yeah, yeah, we are always looking for for hosts, and and I'm always you know looking to do more tours and stuff. So if if you like my music and you would love to you know host me and maybe in one other artist, um, we'd love to to have a chat. Now, in the spirit of collaboration, did you and Ray jointly book the shows, and then also, again, for the benefit of the listeners who are performers themselves, and and they have the I want to go on tour bug. Tell them how much preparation goes into all this. For example, how far back did did you or maybe you and Ray start booking this? And where and how does an artist even start when it comes to deciding where they can go versus where they might like to go? Uh, yeah, well, this this tour actually came out of my family reunion is in Michigan this year. And, and so it's kind of booked around that weekend. And I found that out months ago. We started we start booking like four to six months out wow. um, from when wow. we want to play because a lot of venues, you know, especially good ones that we'd love to play book that far out, usually four months at least. Um, and there are so many emails that get sent if you're trying to book venues, especially um, we have a lot of fans from online that are on our route who are hosting us. Um, and that's all because of live streaming. Wow, I love it. Yeah. So, so Ray, it sounds like she was jointly involved in this. It wasn't you just doing it and saying, "Here's the schedule." Right. Yeah. No, she's definitely done a lot of um, the booking as well. Um, we we have a friend up in the Detroit area, which is not super far from where my family reunion's going to be, and he is a huge fan of both of us. And he's like, "Hey, you need to come see me." You should get Ray to, to come. Uh, he was actually the one who got me the idea to have Ray uh, on that tour. So I contacted her. I'm like, hey, you want to go on tour in July? She's like, sure. Well, it sounds like <laughs> the benefit is exactly that, that there are going to be people that are going to say, hey, Ray, we'd love to have you come and play. And there are going to people that are going to say, hey, Auburn, we'd love to have you come and play. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, she's getting opportunities that she otherwise wouldn't have because of you and vice versa. So right. will all these shows be 50-50 where it's maybe every other song or where it's the first half of the show is me and the second half of the show it's her? Or, or how, what's that going to look like? 
I, uh, most of the tours that I've done with other artists, um, we have done 50-50 where we just switch off um, playing original songs between the two of us. And sometimes, you know, I'll do I'll throw a couple covers in just because, um, you know, for for the audience's sake um, and also because I, I enjoy them myself. I, I try not to do songs that I don't enjoy. <laughs> but, yeah, typically it's 50-50. Nice, nice. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Nashville by singer, songwriter, guitar player Auburn. Visit her official website at auburnmusic.com. And of course, we will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. As you heard her say when she talked about the song we played at the beginning, her website, as well as auburnmusic.bandcamp.com, is the only place you can get her latest EP. So there's even more incentive to visit her website. Of course, once you're there, you'll also see links for her social media, meaning Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. In with those is an icon you can tap on to go to her Periscope. Plus, certainly use the icons for iTunes or Amazon to download Auburn's music. Keep up with her online as well so you can see where and when she will be touring this summer, as you've been hearing her talk about. To get in touch with me, write to podcast at nhte.net. Tell me what you like about this show, what you don't like, what you wish I would do more of, what you wish I would do less of, and for that matter, let me know where you listen from. How do you listen to the show, meaning Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the show website, whatever, and maybe even tell me how long you've been listening, what city or state or province or country you live in. Again, the address is podcast at nhte.net. I will give that out one more time before we play another song from Auburn at the end. In addition to touring with Ray Herring, you're also going to head out on the road in September with someone else. What details do you have on that? Yes, um, that will be with Dark Waters Project. They are a duo um, they're a husband and wife duo. They're, they're like kind of dark folk Americana. They're awesome. Um, and they're really great friends of mine. They've been on my, my weekly web concert a few times. And, um, I'm not sure at this point whether we're going to be hiring somebody to play like percussion and stuff like that. Um, but we're, we're planning to go to Colorado and Arizona and, uh, then up the coast, um, up, up the West coast. Wow from there yeah that is solely in september or is it eh, we have a couple at the end of august something the beginning of october or is it maybe still i think developing yeah, we're planning on on basically being on the road the entirety of september wow wow that's fantastic earlier i asked you about the benefits to hosting the web concert series every week on your website, you say that you will give people a free song for signing up for your email list. Do you feel that that has helped entice people to sign up? Is is there any way to tell if that's why they signed up? Um, at this point, I'm not. I'm not sure because I haven't um, had. I've had. Well, I've actually, I've had a few people um, sign up for my web uh, for my mailing list that way. Um, actually, it, it's fairly consistent that that I have, you know, at least a few people a month do that. But, um, I think a lot of it is, is more face to face kind of talking and talking to people and, and letting them know about my uh, mailing list. I get more from that for sure. Well, and I guess I can answer my own question in that if you just go to a, an artist's website and you type in your email address to get on their list, 
there usually is not a field where you can indicate, can't wait to get your free song, or don't forget, you promised me a free song. So you get a new entrant on your email list, and you just automatically send them the song. So Yeah, it's, it's automatic on my website. Automatic meaning it's automated for you, or do you ha- actually have to sit down and physically email that person the song? It's automated for me. Wow, wow. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it should be instant. Once they join my mailing list on my website, they should instantly be able to download the song. Speaking of emails, this morning I got an email from Chris Donahue, who plays bass on tour with Emmy Lou Harris. Listeners, you might recall that he was the guest on episode 248 of this show. During that interview, he talked about his bass, which is from Boulder Creek Guitars, just like the guitar that I play is. I was also looking at iTunes today, and I saw that episode 241 of this show with Jeff Stramitz is really popular. So I guess you've all been going back and listening to him having talked on that episode about what to do and what not to do when approaching companies like Boulder Creek Guitars to try to get an endorsement or a sponsorship. Jeff is a multi-instrumentalist and a regular gigging musician just like you. But he also happens to be the CEO of Boulder Creek Guitars, so he explains on that episode also what it is about their instruments, the suspended bracing system in particular, that makes their guitars, their basses, their ukuleles so unique. See who else plays instruments from Boulder Creek and learn more at B-O-U-L-D-E-R, bouldercreekguitars.com. For my listeners, I'm even happy to connect you to Jeff personally if you want to have Boulder Creek custom build an instrument for you. Auburn, you sell music, you perform out on the road, as well as at places in Nashville. You have a Patreon, you've got merchandise, people can tip you during live streaming. Maybe I've even left something else out, but (laughs) is it a case of it all adds up? Or is there one or maybe even two of those where you would tell an indie artist this is where you can expect to derive the biggest percentage of your music-related income. Well, always the live shows, I always end up making more, but I usually will broadcast my live shows as well. And occasionally I actually end up making more from tips online than I do from um, just performing live. But typically my, my live shows where I'm actually you know performing in front of people, people tend to tip better when you're right in front of them. But when you say sometimes I can do better with the tips from the people watching online, are you mm-hmm. talking about compared to the pay that you're getting from the venue or you're saying compared to the tips that I get inside the venue? Compared to the tips inside the venue usually. Okay, okay. Now, do you have to get permission? Do you have to, as a courtesy, let the venue know, hey, I'm going to live stream this? Are you live streaming the whole thing, just your first set? What does all that look like? Um, I usually let them know that I'm going to be live streaming, and I talk about it also when I'm actually on stage. Um, and I, I also, usually people don't mind as long as I you know, let people know where I am and all that kind of stuff. On Periscope, if you're broadcasting with your phone, you can actually um, put on your exact location. So if there's people in the area, they can actually come and see you live. Ah, okay. What about, and maybe I'm maybe I'm reading too much into this, but if it was me on stage, I would be too preoccupied. Instead of focusing on my songs, I'd be too preoccupied with, darn it, people keep walking in front of the phone or the camera or whatever it is that's... Oh, no, I have it on, on the stage with me. Okay. Okay. So there's there's nobody like, you know, walking in front of it. And I'm, I actually try to interact, you know, um, 
between songs or like I'll, I'll like make a little comment off to the side um, to the people on who are watching online as well. It, it's a bit of a juggle, but I've I, I've been doing it for so long that I've I've gotten used to it and I, I've gotten <laughs> pretty good at it. You know, at not you know at including everybody in the audience as well as people online because I'll I'll tell them somebody's <laughs> I started doing this thing called Shatnering where I overact if somebody yells Shatner in my chat. And so that's a huge thing that I, it's, it's very physical and it's very, uh, you know, it's overacting. And so when I start doing that, people are in the audience in front of me, they're like, what is going on? So I kind of have to explain. I'm like, you know, I'm online right now as well. And somebody just yelled Shatner in the chat. And then I've actually had somebody come back the next week to my live show and yell Shatner from the audience. Ah. <laughs> And I must say that I was going to say, you beat me to it, that how great that is for promoting the fact that you have online broadcast because people who are there in the venue might say, I really like this girl. I wonder when and where she's playing next. And lo and behold, you say, well, these are usually live streamed also. So if you can't get there for whatever reason, watch it online. And now you've really got that person bought in as an Auburn fan. Yeah. And, and also I'll, I'll tell them the people who are actually live that they can actually go to the live stream at that moment. And if they want to make like a secret request or like a dedication or uh. something that they want me to surprise, I don't know, their significant other or something with, they can, they can actually go to the chat and they can type in their request in the chat and they don't even have to yell across the room or get up and, and talk to me. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. This, this is all really good stuff. Is, is there... <laughs> Is there ever a venue that you've run into that didn't want you to? I, I'm trying to think of what the reason would be why a venue would say, sorry, but please don't live stream from here tonight. Um, there's There's been one place, um, but it was because I was using their internet, their particular Wi-Fi, uh, which was hooked up to like their, uh, it wasn't like secure and it was what their... Um, like their POS where they, they had like checked Uh, everybody out and they didn't want anybody online to like hack it and get, you know, people's money or whatever. Well, is that ever a problem though, in terms of you're using the same Wi-Fi that a lot of the customers are. And so maybe sometimes it slows down the live stream. Um, I haven't really had much of that issue. I mean, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're all on the same Wi-Fi, yes, it, it can, Definitely do that. But I've also got unlimited data, uh, um, which super helps because if the Wi-Fi sucks or if there's no Wi-Fi, you know, a lot of the time my my data on my phone plan um, is a lot better anyways. Like she said, listeners, she's been doing this a long time, so she's she's got all <laughs> the bases covered. That's great. Aubrey, we're going to close today with a song of yours called Truth is a Cave. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Yes, um, Truth is a Cave was actually inspired by a short story by Neil Gaiman. Um, it was written with Daniel Reifsnyder, the song, not the short story. Um, and it's also on my EP, which is on my website, which I've been talking to, the same um, EP that the first song was on. It's called Imagine, If You Will, A Cave at Christmas. And what is the song Truth is a Cave about? Um, well... <laughs> It's it's hard it's hard to explain. Just the twenty five words or less version because obviously we're about to play it in its entirety and listeners, I'm not gonna talk over it so you can listen to yeah. it, but just so you hear it in Auburn's own words. Yeah. Um oh, <laughs> it's it's really hard to explain the, the actual song, but basically 
I mean, the first lyric is, I hope you get what you want. And it's, it's kind of a, a bit about like kind of karma and, okay. uh, yeah, that's, a, that's a good enough tease. The, the, the song is, is just a minute or two away. So that's yeah. great. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Auburn. I really appreciate it. And, uh, all the best. I hope to see you soon. I'm, I'll be back in Nashville in July, but it sounds like you won't be around this time. You'll be out on tour with Ray Herring. Yeah. Well, thanks, Bruce, for having me back. Absolutely. My fun. pleasure. All the best with, with the tour this summer and, and in September. Yeah. Thanks. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player Auburn for checking in from Nashville. Visit her official website at auburnmusic.com. Don't forget that that site, as well as auburnmusic.bandcamp.com, are the only places where you can get her latest EP called Imagine If You Will, A Cave at Christmas. Of course, do engage with her on social media, meaning like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Be sure to keep up with Auburn online for details on not only her weekly web concert series, but watching her live streams on Periscope and Twitch. As you heard, she will be active on the road this summer, so check her website and or social media to see where and when you can go see her perform live. And of course, do support Auburn by purchasing her music. There are links on her website for both iTunes and Amazon, so buy your downloads there. As I mentioned before, I want to know your thoughts on Now Hear This Entertainment, even if it's everything's great. I love the show. Still write to me anyway at podcast at nhte.net or get specific. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like, what you wish I would do more of, what you wish I would do less of. I would really love to know where you listen from, how you listen to the show, meaning Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the show website, whatever and maybe even how long you've been listening, what city or state or province or country you live in. Again, the email address is podcast at nhte.net. Thank you so much for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Auburn. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Truth is a Cave. I hope you get what you want. All the gold you can spend. And when it's not what you thought.
believe in the dark.